We've got Bonda Pelto with us today here on the broadcast. She joins us live talking about her books. You can get more information on the website, withoutremorsebook.com. Check that out today. We were talking a little bit about John Holmes earlier. He refused to testify because he would have been killed by Nash, who did the job on those people. Tell me about this. He had set up the robbery, and Nash figured it out very quickly. And Nash told him, you take me to the other guys who did the robberies, or I will kill everybody in your address book. And he had gotten Holmes' address book. So John told me, you know, I'm between a rock and a hard place, and I would rather be in the jail where I feel safer. Well, at a later point, one of the deputies admitted that Eddie Nash, who was now also incarcerated on drug charges, had offered to pay 20000 to a deputy if they would just let him in the cell with John Holmes for a few minutes for coffee, of course, Nash said. Well, when John heard that Eddie Nash was trying to buy off a deputy so that he could get to John, John told me, I think maybe I'm safer outside of the jail than I'm inside. You really can't be protected 24 hours in the jail. There's ways that these guys can get to you. So after 110 days being held in the jail, John finally told the grand jury something. We never did know what John Holmes told the grand jury, but they did release him. He went on with his career of making porn movies, but was banned here in the U.S. because he had AIDS. However, he went to Europe and continued his career, even with AIDS, and he died in 96 of AIDS. Ultimately, Eddie Nash did confess to the Wonderland murders, where they bludgeoned four people to death and died in, I think, about three years ago. He died of a heart attack while in jail. I found John most charming. He was a flirt and he was fun and I have to admit I enjoyed talking to him much more than the trash bag murderers who were telling me about how they had chopped the heads off and the body parts off and put them in suitcases. I guess that's not strange. Another, when you work in that kind of an environment, you get a very macabre sense of humor. And so we had the joke going around among the staff about the trash bag murders. That hefty bag was coming to the jail to take endorsement from Comanchero, one of the trash bags, touting their trash bags didn't leak. And this came about because they had chopped these two bodies up in the Bonaventure Hotel, put them in, I guess, hefty bags, then put them in suitcases and took them out of the hotel and scattered them around the L.A. area. So we would all laugh about hefty bag coming to get the endorsement from the, the trash bag murderer. In the book, I would try to vary the different chapters so there would be some lightheartedness as well as some of the horrible descriptions of these murders. I also talked the staff into having a Halloween party, which I have a picture of us, a couple of us, when we trick-or-treated the killer cells, and we would give them cigarettes and Hershey bars. When we went to Douglas Clark's cell, he came to the little window. Up on the second floor, they're all steel doors with small windows, unlike the bars you see in most movies. Anyway, he came and he had his 
hands underneath his head and looked at me as if my head was sitting on a platter, which reminded me of how he had cut the heads off and then given them blowjobs when they were down giving him pleasure, which was really, really awful. We've got a great guest with us today. Vonda Pelto joins us. Vonda, I appreciate you making time for us today. You're sure welcome. Well, uh, uh, I think yes. people would be surprised and enjoy the book because it's this single woman's life inter- intertwined with serial killers in a men's jail. Well, it's a great huh. book. Check out rem- withoutremorsebook.com. Thank you, oh, Vonda. Yeah, it's on it's on Amazon. Yes, it is, it is on Amazon as well. It is on Amazon. Yeah. I appreciate it. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you, Bonda. Thank you.